Is the Denver Broncos linebacker room in a better place than it was last season? We take a look at that and much more on our State of the Broncos focused on that position. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. To get the latest episode as soon as it is made available, make sure you hit that subscribe or that follow button for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter, Mile High Sports, joined alongside as always by my co-host Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Through the next couple of weeks as we build up toward the NFL draft, we're going to take a look at a state of the Broncos. We're going to go position by position and we're going to provide a little bit of an insight and our perspective and we want your perspective as well, Broncos country, as to whether or not the position rooms that we cover, are they better right now on paper than they were last year heading into the offseason? We're going to continue the conversation here today with linebacker, inside linebacker specifically, Sarah, and obviously a room that features Alex Singleton returning in free agency on a three-year deal. You have Josie Jewell, who's been around since he was drafted and got an initial extension from the Broncos a couple years ago. He's also entering the final year of his deal as a member of the team. And they have a brand new defensive coordinator in Vance Joseph. They do, Cody. And we have a situation here where the inside linebacker position in 2023, it just might be that one position that we look at on the roster. Obviously, we haven't gone through every single position. We haven't talked through, hey, you know, here's what we think about all these. We're kind of taking this day by day here in terms of reviewing the roster, taking a state of the Broncos roster, right? Off the top of my head, though, there may not be another position on the Denver Broncos roster that has shifted so significantly from last year at this point to now here where we are this year. As, like you mentioned, Alex Singleton got an extension. Josie Jewell is back, albeit on a contract you know, year in his final year of his deal that he signed last offseason, obviously. Jonas Griffith, obviously, also being brought back. So, look, this is a position, Cody, where I think the Broncos – they came out last season and they kind of blew away expectations. Didn't they? It was like uh, it was supposed to be Jonas Griffith being that breakout player in the defense. And then all of a sudden, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, they became the reincarnation of Fulton Reed and Dean Portman, the Bash brothers out there for the Denver Broncos. One of the bright spots for this roster all last year. So to me, I feel like this is a unit where you look at the two starters, the two projected starters, obviously Singleton coming back on the new deal. Obviously, also Josie Jewell, who's been playing very, very well since I remember back in the 2021 season when he was injured early on. Remember how good he was playing in those first couple games? And it was like, dang, like Josie's really taking that next step in his overall game. I feel like we we got to see him pick up right where he left off last season with Alex Singleton also in the lineup. It was good to see, and, and you and I, as we've said so many times on the show, that last year we felt like the Broncos linebacker position in the offseason at this very point last year, we're like, wow, you know, they're not really 
moving the needle. They're not doing anything. And we were wrong. We've eaten our, you know, massive plates of crow, especially when it comes to Alex Singleton, because we thought, okay, hey, this is going to be a special teams move only. He emerges, obviously, one of the key guys there. And we saw that from Singleton early on last year. You know, I'm writing a story for Mile High Sports, kind of taking what we're talking about here and, and even compiling it even further into my thoughts on what the position looks like, what the players look like. Alex Singleton started week one against the Seattle Seahawks, right? Because initially it was supposed to be Jonas Griffith and Josie Jewell as the two projected starters there. Obviously, Jonas got injured in the first series of the preseason, which, you know, we're like, oh, why did he play in the preseason? And Josie ended up having, I think it was a soft tissue. I think it was a hamstring injury that impacted him from not being available week one against the Seattle Seahawks. And one thing we saw anywhere the football was, and this was a trend that was evident in week one, all the way through week 18. Wherever the football was, Alex Singleton was there. He emerged as the starter there, especially when Jonas had his injury that sidelined him, unfortunately, for the rest of the season. And we said these two guys, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, they can be impact players for the Broncos defensively. And they were just that. Sarah, I feel like we can't talk about linebacker without addressing maybe one of the biggest misconceptions about the position room and their responsibilities in and of itself, that the Broncos can't cover tight ends with their linebackers. No, they can't. You want to know why? Because I feel like I have to point this out there. The last four seasons, schematically, the Broncos defense has never asked any of their inside linebackers to cover a tight end in man-to-man coverage one-on-one. That has never been the case because of how they play defense. Safeties, guys in the nickel or the dime, those guys cover the tight ends in the scheme. And that's probably going to carry over the same exact way here in Vance Joseph's defense. When the Broncos play man coverage, the linebacker's responsibility, if the running back is to them, let's say it's shotgun, if there's a running back to Josie Jewell's side, Josie will have man responsibility to him if he leaks out on an outlet or gets to the outside. And if it's on the opposite side, Alex Singleton will have that. Or after the snap, if that running back shows a look going one way and comes back the other, that communication has to be there. And they're always looking for that. That's their responsibility. They will spy the quarterback at times. And when they drop back into coverage, it usually indicates zone. And they're going to cover that middle hook and sometimes the hook to curl depending on the depth and depending on if they're sending pressure from one side. I just think we have to clear up the misconception that the Broncos don't have any linebackers who can cover tight ends. That's because they've never made them do that in this scheme. It's something I'm very fired up about because we do see it. Every single year, especially as we start getting to mock drafts, the Broncos need someone who can cover tight ends at the linebacker position. That's not how it is working in today's NFL. That's not how this defense is formulated. Cody, are you, do you mean to tell me that not every NFL team has a Fred Warner just growing on trees? I mean, what are you talking about here? You you don't have a linebacker to cover tight ends. No, I'm, I'm obviously kidding, but look like there's maybe one or two guys that you could think of off the top of your head. That's like, Oh yeah, that linebacker could, you could trust him, you know, to cover Travis. Who's covering Travis Kelsey. How many times are you watching just everybody listening me and Cody included here? How many times are you watching a broadcast at home and uh, a running back goes out on a wheel route and a linebacker has to cover him because you are in man coverage and what ends up happening is the announcer says exactly this. They say something like, oh, wow, that's a that was a true mismatch that they found out there. Why is it so different when we're talking about tight ends, right? I mean, the tight ends that are that are coming up in the NFL right now, they're basically big wide receivers. So I don't understand why everybody thinks there's this magical formula 
for linebackers to go cover tight ends these days. But at the same time, we're like, oh, that was such a mismatch. You got a running back on a linebacker in coverage. I think it's more of a mismatch to, to try to put a linebacker on a tight end these days, especially when you're talking about guys like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. I mean, heaven forbid the Broncos ever put a linebacker on Mark Andrews. My goodness. Like, it's just it, it doesn't work. There's a very few guys in the NFL that can do it. Like you said, man, I, I would love to see what people think is is bad objectively about Alex Singleton or Josie Jewell in their coverage. Cody, like you mentioned, when they are asked to drop in zone, what do these two guys do better than most linebackers? I would say that have come through Denver in recent years. They play instinctually. They are very, very much dependent i'll say in in terms of being in the right place at the right time like josie jewel doesn't run a 4-4 40 yard dash i'm pretty sure alex singleton doesn't either there are some linebackers who do that but the the speed at the linebacker position is overrated in my opinion by comparison to knowing your job knowing your assignment knowing where you're supposed to be meeting the ball where it's going and kind of being that heat seeking missile in that sort of way like you can't just say to a linebacker anymore. Why is Devin Bush? Remember how badly Broncos fans wanted Devin Bush in the 2019 NFL draft, Cody? Why is he why is he off the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? Right? I mean, I I'm just saying. I mean, that that guy he can run a 4-4. I mean, he's a heat-seeking missile out there. I'd rather have the guys that know where they're supposed to be at the right place at the right time. I think that's a great point that you mentioned, and I do want to throw another thing out there. If the Broncos if they were ever going to put any of these inside linebackers in man-to-man coverage on a tight end, you know what that do? That would remove them from the box and would take them away from the run. So if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm running the football against a, a team, a defense that only has one linebacker in the box. So another thing to point out there, I, I love talking about scheme. I love being able to teach it a little bit. That's why I do my film reviews at DB Film Study on Twitter. There's going to be some fun things coming up. Broncos country's way there. Stay tuned there. With that said, though, Broncos country, we're going to continue talking about the linebacker position in the state of the Broncos. What does the depth look like behind Josie Jewell? What does it look like behind Alex Singleton? You'll get that on today's episode, Lock on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel. And the NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more of FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. What is the Denver Broncos' depth at the inside linebacker position behind Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, the team's two starters going into 2023, do they even have depth, right? I mean, remember last year, Cody, it's kind of funny we're talking about this now, but remember last year it was a conversation about do they even have starting quality guys? Now we're talking about, I think, having pretty quality depth with the same group of guys. It's it's just funny how things change. And again, it's a great reminder, I think, as we kick this conversation off here about the depth, starting with Jonas Griffith, who was tendered an exclusive rights free agent He'll be back this coming season. I think what's interesting about this is a lot of these roster discussions that we're going to have. Again, you can't necessarily bank on every position group with every young player taking a step in the right direction this year. But hey, 
you may be able to do so if the Broncos place confidence in their young guys at a certain position. Maybe the inside linebacker spot can be a source of, of faith or hope or whatever you want to call it in terms of buying that this team does have not just quality starters, but maybe some quality depth as well. I know we talked about that when we talked about the defensive line on yesterday's episode, but let's talk about Jonas Griffith because obviously a tremendous athlete. Broncos get him in a trade a couple years ago from the 49ers. He was expected to come in and be a special teams guy, and I think everybody, George Payton included, and I, he's even talked about this, I think everybody was kind of surprised at how good he showed at the end of that 2021 season when he was asked to step in and start some at linebacker. Cody, I mean, the Broncos, they may have three starting caliber and high-quality starting caliber linebackers on the roster with Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, and Jonas Griffith. Well, not even that, too. When they played Derrick Henry in the Tennessee Titans this past season, they went with a little bit of an unorthodox approach, and they put out three starting linebackers there. And Jonas, Alex Singleton, and Josie Jewell, they each got the start, and they held Derrick Henry at under 60 yards rushing that game. Unfortunately, the Broncos offense couldn't help them out, which was extremely disappointing with that. I like Jonas Griffith, and I think his return coming back, especially from the foot injury, is big. Now, with Singleton and Jewel expected to start, that means that Griffith, you know, will have the opportunity to step in maybe in certain packages, but also at the same time, it kind of relegates him to being a special teams player as well, where Denver has to get better. They have to improve there, which means it probably takes Alex Singleton off of special teams and puts Jonas Griffith there. They have another linebacker on the roster as well who's been on the team for the last three seasons, and that is Justin Sternod. You know, the rookie season unfortunately had a really crazy situation where he, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it impacted a nerve on his hand. He almost had to have his hand amputated. I'm not sure if many people understand that story there, uh, but for him, when he has come back in, he has played a little bit of a role, and he's had a big impact on special teams. He's had to step in on defense a couple of times throughout his career, and he's consistently improving. He's growing, and I think his role on special teams, I mean, it's carving out very, very nicely for him. Now, he also, I mean, when you factor it in, essentially, Jonas Griffith, you look at Justin Sternod, you look at Josie Jewell, three guys right here, Sarah, who are potentially entering the final year of their deal with the Broncos. It could look entirely different going into next season. That is a long ways away. I understand that. But for me, the question is, when you look at your guys, the linebacker position, yes, you have your starters. But do you believe that your backups are capable of not only playing an impact role on special teams, but if you have to put one of these guys into the starting lineup due to an injury, are you confident in that? I think this is a big year for Justin Sternod to maybe showcase that a little bit. He'll get a lot of playing time in the preseason. I'm excited to see that. But then they also have another guy in, in Ray Wilborn who was on the roster last year. And, you know, he's one of Rossberg's guys that got an honorable mention shout out there in terms of just having to step in because of how everything had played out for the team. And I think this is going to be more so he's going to be a body at training camp. He's going to have the opportunity to compete. I don't know where this may go with that, but I think it goes to a bigger question here, Sarah. In your opinion, considering these circumstances with Jewel, Jonas essentially, and obviously Sternod, maybe being in their final years in Denver, could Denver look to draft an inside linebacker with one of the third-round picks this upcoming NFL draft cycle? They could still add maybe a guy in free agency a little bit late. What are your thoughts on what they should do here? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Cody. I'm actually writing a post myself right now about positions I think the team should avoid with those third-round picks, and linebacker is one of them. I mean, not to make anybody upset who really 
loves some linebackers in this class. But I think the Broncos are set up pretty well right now at this position. Obviously, you mentioned Josie Jewell going into a contract year. I think you could probably pretty easily re-sign him after the year, right? Or at least uh, you assume that they would be able to. Jonas Griffith going to be a restricted free agent after being an exclusive rights free agent. So you have the, the ability to re-sign him pretty easily as well. Obviously, Singleton got a three-year deal. So your top three, at least two of those guys, they're going to probably be back next year. So depending on where you draft somebody, I don't know. Do you really do you really see this as a top need on this team right now? I know some people, like you mentioned, they really want to see the Broncos go after this the super athlete in coverage who can really be an asset to the team in that regard. But to me, I'm avoiding this position with those third round picks. If you trade back from one of those spots and if you say, hey, we we can add a couple more picks, we can get up to six or seven picks in this draft. I think I heard Mike Kliss say on the Broncos Avenue podcast, uh, I did an interview there. He talked about how George Payton, he likes to have 10, but he wants to have seven picks. So Hey, if you can find a way to get seven picks, that's a pretty big draft class. I would be okay with the team going after a linebacker in that regard. And actually, as we're recording this, Cody, just a confirmation of something that, again, Mike Kliss already reported this, but Texas linebacker DeMarvion Overshone, he is, uh, he's visited the Broncos or will visit the Broncos leading up to this draft process. So that's a that's one of those linebackers that I think he's got the, the coverage ability or the range or the the height, weight, speed type of guy, just like Jonas Griffith is, although maybe a bit more refined in those coverage skills. So I think the Broncos will look to maybe draft somebody at this position. Obviously can't have too much depth. Quality depth is always good at every position. But with those third-round picks, I think I might steer away from that linebacker position. Depth is great. Having competition during training camp, I think, is always great. And I, I think maybe having guys who balance each other right. When I look at Josie Jewell, I see a guy who is consistently going after, I mean, the football, right? You know, he's a he's a run plugger. And I look at Alex Singleton. I think Alex Singleton kind of has a hybrid nature to him when we're looking at how he plays. Not only is he very instinctual when dropping back into coverage playing zone, he knows where the football is. I mean, heck, that's why he led the team in tackles with 163. He reads guards really well. He reads the flow of things. Can you have balance, right? It's not necessarily always about having speed, but when you have guys, and I think Singleton's deceptively quick. I think he's underrated with his speed aspect and what he provides to Denver defensively. I think the bigger question through all of this, how will it look in Vance Joseph's defense? Is it going to be Vance Joseph's defense that we saw in Arizona, or is it going to be a hybrid of what we've seen Denver run under Vic Fangio and Ejiro Evro with Vance Joseph? To me, these are questions I have. We probably won't have this answered a little bit until we start seeing some practices at training camp, see some preseason. And obviously, once we get to the regular season, it'll kind of lay out the appetizers for maybe what to expect for a majority of the season. And linebacker is definitely going to be one of the more important positions that you have to maintain and have production at. I think Jewel and Singleton provide that. Jonas Griffith can, can provide that as well. Will they add any more depth going into training camp is a huge question that we have for you, Broncos country. Make sure you answer down below in the YouTube comment section, or you can tweet us on Twitter at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos, if you are listening on your favorite audio podcasting platforms. But on today's episode of the show, we're going to give our final verdict. 
Is the Broncos linebacker room better right now than it was last year? You're going to get our opinion on it. We want yours as well. You'll get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. But let me tell you about the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter that we have here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you know about draft newsletters, a lot of them cost money. They want you to pay to get access to it. Well, guess what? The Lockdown Podcast Network, as we build up the NFL draft season, they have a free newsletter for you, the NFL Draft Newsletter, where you can go to www.lockedonpodcast.com slash newsletters and you can sign up for a free, yes, free NFL draft newsletter. Not to mention you can curate it as well. You can select your favorite teams across the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college sports, and you'll get newsletters that are curated for you. And you each week when it comes to the NFL draft newsletter, you get a top story from NFL draft expert Luke Inman, a top five ranking, and you get links to, to great draft content Cross the Lockdown Podcast Network. So make sure you check it out today. LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters to sign up for free. Are the Broncos better on paper at the linebacker position right now going into the season than they were last year? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day you can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format or you can watch us on YouTube. So make sure you hit that subscribe or that follow button for free so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it is made available. Sarah, we're taking things to court here and we're always eager for Broncos Country's thoughts as well. The verdict is in and I want to ask you first, my friend, when it comes to the Broncos linebacker room and whether or not they're better right now going into the season or going into the training camp, than they were last year. How do you feel about it? Better, especially here. When you look at this unit last year, what we were talking about, we were kind of talking about this position group is maybe the worst on the Denver Broncos roster overall. And now I look at it as one that, Hey, you can probably sleep pretty easily at night, knowing that you've got a couple quality starters here. You've got a quality depth piece in Jonas Griffith that last year, as of training camp, when he was fully healthy, he was being talked about as potentially the breakout player on that defensive side of the ball. So not only do you have guys that have stepped up in big ways, guys that can contribute on special teams, like all four of these top four guys are quality special teams players. We know the Josie Jewell thing. He got injured, you know, on kick coverage in 2021, but they're all quality special teams guys. They're all quality when they ask to go out there on the field and start at linebacker besides we haven't really seen a ton of that from Justin Sternaba. Like you mentioned, he's probably going to get plenty of run in the preseason to prove that he can take that next step as, you know, an, an off-ball linebacker, not just a special teams guy. Although it sounds, Cody, like he may be hunting you a little bit on special teams. He may want you to go out there and return a punt to show you, you know, just how good he is in coverage uh, from what you've told me. But I, I like this position group. I think it's way better on paper than last year, especially when you consider kind of what the narrative was that last year at this time, they were maybe the worst position group on the team. I know you and I both felt that way. And we're, I think we are definitely, we expressed our concern about like, Hey, this is the Broncos linebacker depth. And we were talking about, you know, you had Josie coming off that major injury. You had Alexander Johnson, who was coming off a major injury as well, right? Denver lost two of their key starters in that season specifically. And we were all sitting here like, yeah, the linebacker room is a concern, but Josie validated that it wasn't. Alex Singleton came up and proved that, hey, you, know, you don't have to worry about it because these two guys are capable. We know Jonas Griffith is very capable. I even want to mention as well, like we saw in the preseason before he got injured with the dislocated elbow, 
Jonas Griffith and Alex Singleton actually look pretty damn good together. So, right, like maybe there is an option there. Like if this is Josie Jules last year and if the Broncos are not going to bring him back after 2023, maybe they roll with Singleton and Jonas Griffith as the one-two punch there with that. And I tell you this, like Jonas Griffith, he is unbelievably athletic. The dude probably has the best physique on the team, like chiseled out of stone, fast, strong, physical. He probably is the scariest dude on the football field when you talk about like body type and things like that. Can he stay healthy? I know he suffered that foot injury. A lot of questions here about the Broncos linebacker room, but I I drastically feel more comfortable with how it is right now than I did at this time last year going into the offseason, going into OTAs. And we'll see. Denver could maybe add somebody in the NFL draft. Broncos country, we want to hear from you. What do you think about the Broncos linebacker room? Are they better right now than they were last year? Drop us a comment down below in the YouTube comment section or tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos with your thoughts on that. That will wrap up today's episode of the show. Broncos country, what you have to look forward to tomorrow. We're going to kick off our first installment of third round Thursday. Sarah and I, we're going to sit down. We're going to do a mock draft for the Broncos, considering that they start off in round number three. What will it placate to with just five picks in the 2023 NFL draft? We'll share our thoughts. We'll share why we drafted the players that we did. You get that on tomorrow's brand new episode. 